0: All right. Well, I think we got everything going tonight, and uh, my uh, live stream engineer was not here tonight, so one one person show trying to get it going here. But uh, good to have everybody here tonight. We got several folks in the in the auditorium, and thankful for that. And uh, let's start with a song tonight. We'll be on number four hundred fifty five in our songbooks. In my heart, there rings a melody, and uh, we'll sing all three verses. Number four hundred fifty
1: five. I have a song that Jesus gave me. It was sent from heaven above. There never was a sweeter melody. Tis the melody of love. In my heart there rings a melody. There rings a melody with heaven's harmony. In my heart there rings a melody, there rings a melody of love. I love the Christ who died on Calvary, for He washed my sins away. He put within my heart a melody, and I know it's there to stay there rings a melody, there rings a melody with heaven's harmony. In my heart there rings a melody, there rings a melody of love. T'will be my endless theme in glory with the angels I will sing. T'will be a song with glorious harmony when the courts of heaven ring. In my heart there rings a melody, there rings a melody with heaven's harmony. In my heart there rings a melody, there rings a melody of love. Amen. Thank you, Miss Carmen, for playing the piano
0: tonight. And certainly good to be here in the middle of the week. And I'm ready for things to get back to normal. I don't know about you all. Uh, but, uh, I don't like it when everybody's gone. I enjoyed so much Sunday, uh, having some folks here and, uh, you know, it's, it's like family and, and when you're not around each other, it's just hard. It's difficult. Uh, and, uh, so such a joy to have everybody here tonight and, uh, God has been so good to us and we thank him for that. Let's go to the Lord in prayer tonight and ask for his blessing on the service. Father, we do come to you tonight, and we are grateful and thankful for the blessings that you've given to us this week, for the opportunity to meet back together, and Lord, more and more of our people being able to come back and be in the services. And uh, Father, as we uh, look to the next several weeks of trying to uh, get things back on an even keel and begin to um, have more and more folks come to the services, we pray that you would give a hand of protection. And that you'd give us wisdom and uh, to know best uh, what and how to go about uh, things here in our church to keep our folks safe. And then, Lord, we do pray that you bless the service tonight. Speak to our hearts. And I pray that you'd stir us and and encourage us through the preaching and the teaching of your word tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. We're going to take a few moments for prayer requests. I'll mention the ones that I know about and um, give you some updates that I'm aware of and then... kind of go from there. Uh, If you will continue to pray for June Bowen, uh, who uh, is doing her chemotherapy treatments. She has uh, had several treatments now and her blood counts have been good, so they've been able to do that. And we praise the Lord. That was an answer to prayer. Um, And then another answer to prayer with her uh, was that the uh, chemo they had her on was a very, very intensive one. And um, it was going to to create a lot of very serious side effects. And they were able to adjust it. And the side effects are not as bad as as they could have been. Uh, There still are some. And certainly keep in prayer for that because it's not, uh, chemo is never uh, an enjoyable thing to go through. And so there still are some things there. It wears her out. She gets real tired. But uh, uh, we thank the Lord for his graciousness in that because it could have been so, so much worse than it was. And uh, continue to pray for that God will uh, bless there and that we can see that go into remission. Um, and that's that's our prayer and our goal, that God would uh, do that. Also pray for Brother Bob Schwabert and the family. I have not heard a recent update on Brother Bob. <coughs> Excuse me. But do continue to pray for him and the family during this time. He's under hospice care. And uh, pray for that, if you will. Also uh, continue to pray for Linda Craig, who is at home. And um, she's doing prayer. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Right. So they've cleared her lungs with the infusion, six months of infusions. And uh, praise the Lord for that. And just doing a little bit more for the asthma now. And, uh, but what an answer to prayer. Uh, that's something to be excited about, and uh, so praise the Lord. Thank you for sharing that, Miss Linda, and uh, good to have uh, Jennifer. I guess she got to come home. I don't know if she's still there or not, but she got to come home uh, for a little bit, and so got her uh, out a little bit and, and around, and I know that was difficult for her. Continue to pray for Sarah Harris and um, also for Laverne Payne, and uh, I've not heard any updates on Laverne uh, and recently, and so I, I'll... As much as we can try to find out some of that information, as we have it, we'll give it to you. Uh, also, if you will keep um, Jean Whitener in prayer, I've not talked with her recently. Um, have you talked to her, Miss Sandy? What's how's she doing? <laughs> Great. Hard time. That's it. That's what it is. Amen. Amen. So. Good spirits, but uh, continue to pray for her. Absolutely. Miss Kim? Okay, so she's going to stay at home then for a while until June, it sounds like, for Jennifer Craig. And so praise the Lord for that. And um, so, boy, just a lot to be thankful for today, isn't there? Yes, ma'am. In the fire, right? All right. Praise the Lord. Good. Amen.
1: Right. Right. Amen.
0: Amen. God is good, isn't he? Provides our needs, and praise the Lord for that. Sure. Amen. Amen. Okay. So pray for Miss Kim's iron. Not the iron that she irons clothes with. Pray for the ironing, the iron that's in the fire that she's praying for. So, pray for the the opportunity. Let's put it that way. There you go. okay pray for her family okay I'm not trying to interrupt you I'm trying to say as you're saying it so the people on the screen hear what what you're saying so I'm not trying to just speak over you but (laughs) oh boy so all right so pray for all that and that's a
1: Yes, yeah. Right. <laughs> sure. Right, right. Yeah, well, it,
0: so pray for Miss Kim and uh, getting back on track spiritually and being out of the, the habit of things gets us off track sometimes, so... There you go. Amen. Good.
1: Good. Amen. Amen. Yeah.
0: Right. 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 Sure. Sure. So.
1: Right, right. Good. Good.
0: Good. Continue to pray, if you will, for um, uh, my sister. I know some of you have been asking. She did have a CAT scan uh, yesterday, and we're hoping to hear the results here towards the end of the week. Um, So pray that we'll hear something good. Um, As I mentioned before, when she went to the doctor, uh, the numbers that we thought were exorbitantly high were not nearly as high, um, so we thank the Lord for that. They still were high, but not to the level that we were thinking um, extreme-wise. Uh, but do be in prayer for she still has uh, obviously some physical problems there, and uh, pray that the doctors will get to the bottom of that and figure out what it is, and that this CAT scan will show uh, what it is that they can deal with it with either medication or minor surgery. And, um, and so we, we're thankful for what we have found out already, but still some things to be praying about on that. Um, then I wanted to share with you, I know some of you have already heard, I, I put it on Facebook. I've, uh, shared it this morning in the morning devotion time, but, uh, last two services, last two days of services last Wednesday and, or I think, I'm sorry, last Sunday, I think was the only time I knew because, uh, my brother-in-law, uh had some uh, blood work done at the doctor last week, and they found out he has leukemia. And on uh, Friday, I think it was Friday afternoon, Saturday morning, they called me, and um, they told him he needed to get up to Barnes because his blood counts were at critical levels. And so they went up there, and, of course, hes they're all thinking, uh, you know, leukemia, this is a pretty major thing. And at the time, we didn't know all of... Uh, what types of leukemia there are and that kind of thing. And so when they went up there, um, they said it's either going to be acute leukemia, which is the really, really bad stuff that's very aggressive, and you have to have very heavy chemotherapy treatments. Um, There's not a good prognosis with that usually. And then there's uh, what they call chronic uh, leukemia. And so they did a bone marrow sample on him uh, Monday. And we were not supposed to get the results until Thursday, till tomorrow. And they came back yesterday, believe it or not. Even with all the coronavirus stuff going on, they rushed it through. And his blood counts are coming down with medication. And they came back and said that he's got the chronic form of leukemia. And the blessing to that is uh, probably no chemo at all. And he'll have to probably take two pills a day for the rest of his life. And he'll live a normal life and live a normal length of life. Uh, of course, knowing my brother-in-law, you know, he, he lives kind of reckless sometimes. <laughs> but uh, I'm just kidding about that because I know he's probably listening tonight. He's listened to, to the last several services here. But, uh, TJ, if you're listening, I love you. And I, uh, I like kidding around about you sometimes. But uh, So anyway, we talked today and had a good, good time today uh, rejoicing uh in god's goodness and what an answer to prayer what a relief it was to our family and that was the request that i'd been mentioning sunday that i couldn't share uh, the details about at the time they didn't want a lot of people knowing until we had further information and but god is so good isn't he Uh, uh just an amazing thing and um so i thank the lord for that answer to prayer uh he still has leukemia of course and so we need to pray for that but uh Nothing like uh, what they were thinking of this past weekend, and so what a what a great God we have, and we thank we're thankful for that. And T J. and I were talking, and um, he started tearing up, and he said, you know, uh, God was good, and he said the truth is, he said I don't deserve it, and I said, you know, T J. None of us do. Any blessing that God gives to us, we don't deserve, and so what a what a blessing it is. And so I wanted to share that answer to prayer. We were, we were just bouncing off the walls you know, last night and uh, this morning, uh, just excited about what God is doing. And, you know, we, we spend a lot of time talking about the things we have need of and asking people to pray. And then it seems like sometimes when we get an answer to prayer, we're not quite as vocal about the answer to prayer as we were about needing the prayer. And uh, I'm thankful that God still hears and answers prayer. And uh, what a relief to our family. And uh, certainly to their their family as well. So I uh, appreciate many of you that were praying for that. All right. Anything else we need to be in prayer about? Yes, ma'am, Miss Linda. Okay. Yes. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. All right. So Miss Linda's half-sister, Mary Scott, and uh, okay. She has stage four cancer, and now that they found it's moved to the brain. And so uh, pray for her. Mary Scott uh, is the lady's name, okay? Pray for the building to sell uh, over at Beacon Baptist and uh, that God will send the right person along. I'm hoping when the quarantine uh, is lifted that somebody just comes along and says, hey, we'll pay your asking price, and here's an extra bonus. We'll give you a little extra. So. Uh, the missionaries could use it right now, and that uh, certainly needs to be of prayer, uh, a matter of prayer for us. So, pray that God will take that uh, burden away. All right. Yes, ma'am. Okay, Mandy, the the one that was here Sunday that visited and praying for her son, and um, keep them in prayer, if you will. All right. Anything else? All right. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we're so thankful that we can come to you and that you hear us, and I pray that you'd help us to never get over that miracle, and that you answer our prayers, and I pray that you'd help us to be uh, conscious of the fact that we can bring anything and everything to you, that we can cast all of our care on you, and when there's um, things that would concern or Uh, cause anxiety in our hearts or in our minds, maybe that would cause us to be uh, consumed emotionally, uh, that would cause us to go through some very trying days and dark days, I pray that you would help us to rest on you and to lay those at your feet, asking for your will to be done. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us to be willing to rejoice in your will being done. And as we mentioned uh, this morning in our time together in prayer time, That we would trust the fact that you're always good and you're always right. And uh, I pray that you would help us to put our trust in that. And Father, we've mentioned some requests tonight. And you know the needs and you know the outcomes of all of them. And I pray that your will would be done. We ask that you would touch uh, the bodies of those that need physical strength and healing. And to give comfort for those that are sorrowing and have anxiety and concerns right now, uh, that you draw very near to them. And I pray that you give patience and endurance and allow your grace to be very uh, real to those that are uh, suffering during the time of quarantine and being away and not being able to get out. And uh, we do pray that you would bless in, uh, the circumstances of our life, that you give us wisdom in the choices that we make, that you would guide and direct our steps and open the doors of opportunity that you would like for us to step through, that we would have the wisdom and the leading of your Holy Spirit to know which things are your will and which things are our desires, and that you would keep us from those things that would be foolish, that would be decisions that need not be made, and that you would help us to bring honor and glory to you in all that we say and all that we do. Lord, give us wisdom and guidance tonight and illuminate the truth of your word as we look into its pages and seeking to be nourished and seeking for something that will bless us and encourage our hearts and strengthen our faith. And Lord, where needful, I pray that it would reprove us and cause us to see the areas that are deficient in our lives that need to be worked on. And then that you would supply the direction and the strength to be able to Uh, put into practice and to take heed the truth that we will learn from your pages tonight. Bless the time that we spend here together and those that are not able to be with us tonight, many that are tuned in by live stream, and thank you for them uh, being there and being faithful. And uh, their encouraging words uh, daily as they uh, tune in many times to even the devotion times and how encouraging that is. And uh, I pray that you would bless each and every one of them. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, If you will take your Bibles tonight and turn to Psalm 107, and if you were tuned in this morning to the morning devotions, um, I'll half-apologize because we're going to be in this chapter again tonight. I had another message and was trying to preach that one tonight up until about 5 o'clock and just could not get, uh, I didn't feel right about it, and could not get away from this psalm. I've been thinking on it for a couple of days now. I... um, This is a very special psalm to me personally. I went through uh, some very dark days several years ago in my life, and uh, our family did. And some of the ways, pardon me? Psalm 107. All right, Psalm 107. And uh, during some of those darkest days, this psalm was um, very encouraging to me and continued to lift my heart. And uh, I don't know if you ever get to the point, but I know a lot of people do, where it's very easy to uh, get frustrated at God and maybe even to forsake God for a period of time and and say, you know, God, if this is the way the Christian life is going to be, then I I really, I don't want to do this anymore. And uh, there certainly are times that we get to that crossroads in our life in time of decision. And um, not that that he was in this place, but the other day T.J. called, and I don't think he'll mind me telling you, Uh, My brother-in-law called me, or texted me, I'm sorry, he texted me, and he said, I've been reading a lot of Scripture lately and just trying to find something to occupy my time here in the hospital. And He said, do you know any good passages to read? And I came on, I just thought of Psalm 107 right off the bat, and I thought, this will be a help. And he read it, and it was an encouragement to him. And um, I wanted to spend some time on it tonight uh, because there's so much in this psalm that I think, will help us, uh, whether we're going through a trying time now in our life or whether it's for a time to come yet, uh, I promise this psalm will be uh, of encouragement to us along the way. And uh, I want us to read the entire psalm. It's 43 verses. It'll take us a couple moments uh, to read through it, but I think it's important that we get the entirety of the psalm. And so read along with us if you have your Bibles handy. The psalmist writes, O oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And gathered them out of the lands, from the east and from the west, and from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted in them. And Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. <clears throat> And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city of habitation. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness, such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron, because they rebelled against the words of the Lord and contemned the counsel of the Most High. Therefore he brought, them, brought down their heart with labor. They fell down, and there was none to help. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and He saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death, and break their bands in sunder. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness, and for His wonderful works to the children of men. For He hath broken the gates of brass, and cut the bars of iron in sunder. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat, and they draw near unto the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and He saveth them out of their distresses. He sent His word, and healed them, and delivered them from their destruction. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness, and for His wonderful works to the children of men. And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving, and declare His works with rejoicing. They that go down to the sea in ships, that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. For He commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which he lifteth, which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heavens, they go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad because they be quiet, so he bringeth them unto their desired haven. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the congregation of the people and praise Him in the assembly of the elders. He turneth the rivers into a wilderness, and the water springs into dry ground, a fruitful land into barrenness for the wickedness of them that dwell therein. He turneth the wilderness into standing water, and dry ground into water springs. And there He maketh the hungry to dwell, they, uh, that they may prepare a city for habitation. And sow the fields, and plant vineyards which may yield fruits of increase." He blesseth them also so that they are multiplied greatly and suffereth not their cattle to decrease. Again, they are minished and brought low through oppression, affliction, and sorrow. He poureth contempt upon princes and causeth them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way. Yet setteth he to poor on high from affliction and maketh them families like a flock. The righteous shall see it and rejoice, and all iniquity shall stop her mouth. Whoso is wise and will observe these things... Even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. Here we have a psalm that very uh, aptly depicts uh, the conduct, if you will, and the uh, cyclic um, coming to God and re- and rejecting God, and coming to God and rejecting God, that the nation of Israel had throughout their history. That there were times that God brought judgment upon them. And there's certainly some uh, indication of that as we got into verses 32 and following down that there were times that He, uh, because of their iniquity, brought them down. And there were times that uh, when they were hungry and they cried out to God that He brought them out of that. And we find that there's a very good picture of this <coughs> that the psalmist uses. But beyond the picturing of uh, the nation of Israel and, and how they so aptly fit the, de- the description of this psalm, there are lessons to be learned in here from God that... I find to be so encouraging as a Christian. And one of them that I learned is found in verses 32 and following. I mentioned it it this morning in our morning devotion time, that God is a God that is sovereign. His will is to be done in this earth. And uh, He can do what He chooses to do. And by the way, He has every right to do so. Uh, so often, in fact, I was uh, doing some preparation for a new series we're going to be doing, Lord willing, in a couple weeks here, and came across some information where one uh, person that was considered to be a preacher was standing in the pulpit and uh, several thousand people listening. And he talked about the idea that, uh, that we were to demand things of God and that God could not do anything unless we enabled Him to do things. And I thought, boy, how arrogant that is. God is a sovereign God. God doesn't need us. God doesn't, <clears throat> doesn't have to have our help in order to accomplish His will. He is sovereign and His will can be done at His, at His leisure and at His desire. I've often wondered that when we pray, I believe that God can still heal people. I, I, I believe that prayer can be made and, be, and God will hear and answer prayers where there is healing to be had. But I will say this, that there are times that we pray and the healing that we seek for does not come. I remember when my dad came down with cancer many years ago and how much as a family we prayed because he was so active in ministry and such a good preacher and uh, pastor of that church. And and, and we just thought, boy, what a shame for that to be cut short and, and some of the best years of his life in pastoring. And we prayed for that, and, and and God's God's will was not to heal him the way that we were expecting him to be healed. I'm thankful that when you're saved, no matter what happens, you get healed. Amen. One day or one way or the other, you're going to be healed. You're not going to be suffering anymore. But God is a sovereign God. I've I've known other people. My uncle, uh, <coughs> excuse me, my uncle Ronnie uh, Reagan uh, had a, a tumor in his stomach, and many many people prayed for that. It's a very large tumor. And when they went to remove it, they couldn't find it. And uh, so there are times that God chooses to heal. Sometimes God doesn't choose to heal. But that is His choice because He is a sovereign God. And all you and I can do is rejoice that His will was done. And, And so we find that He is a sovereign God. It doesn't mean that our prayers don't mean anything to God. There are times and there are examples in Scripture where God had a purpose set and because of the praying of God's people, he would change uh, his purpose and, and allow some circumstances to be adjusted because of that. But in the last part of this psalm, we find God's provident hand at work according to His own sovereign will. And I want us to look at the first part of this psalm. <clears throat> in verses 1 and 2, the psalmist starts this, and I love every time the psalmist does this. He uses that word, oh. And boy, I would say I... We read through it quickly and without emphasis. But the O is there to express an overwhelming emotion to the thought. That he was so uh, uh, so amazed at the truthfulness of what he was getting ready to say that there was an expression uh, of O. Oh, o, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. And here's why the psalmist was so excited about giving thanks to the Lord. Because it says in verse 1, For he, what? is good. It doesn't say that He does good. It says that He is good. Can I tell you this? No matter what God's sovereign will is and is accomplished in this world, He is always good and He is always right. It doesn't matter what our thoughts are on the issue, because His plan and His will is always good. And it is always right. And I'll tell you this, we have God's promise from Romans chapter number 8 that we know that all things work together for what? For good to them that love God, to them that are the called according to His purpose. Can I tell you this? One other thing that we know from God's Word because He said it is that everything that God does in His sovereign will is for our good. And it's for His glory. And while we may not rejoice because we don't see it in the immediate, we can rejoice that His will was done and that it was for our good and it was for His glory. And now we find the psalmist is expressing this thought. And I mean, he is excited about this. I mean, four different times he says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men! Exclamation point. Uh, and this isn't something that he's, he's going around uh, like Ben Stein, the lecturer with the dry eyes commercial and the, 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 the deadpan expression. This is a psalmist that is excited about who God is. And he says, "...all that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men." This is amazing. And I know where I'm going with this in a, in a minute here. And it gets gooder and gooder, Okay. It's not good English, but it's good theology. Let's look at this. Verse number 2, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Boy, I tell you, we are in need of more of God's people to lift up their voices and talk about the goodness of God once again. Our world is so uh, tired of seeing Christians that gripe and complain and worry all the time. And they look at us and we're we are the ones that claim to worship an almighty God. And then we act like that. And the world looks at us and says, boy, He must not be any kind of God if they're, if they're complaining all the time. He, he must not be any kind of God if they're worried like that. Oh, that the redeemed of the Lord would say so. That we trust in a God that, that even though He may not do things the way I would like to see Him done, his sovereign will was done, and I rejoice in it because it's good and it's right. And he says in verse number 2, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. Now, we're going to find four different types of people here. <clears throat> this I love. The first few times I read this chapter... Uh, It was during a very difficult time of my life, and I was pouring into it because I loved the part where each time (coughs) it says that they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them out of their distresses. And each time it said, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to children. And I focused in on those two parts of this chapter, and, and boy, they were a blessing to me. I'm going to tell you, they were a blessing to me. Because it says, Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them out of their distresses. and that applied to me during that time. I was in the middle of some distresses, and I knew that if He did it for them, that He would do it for me, that I could cry out to Him, and He would deliver me from my distresses, and, and, and that I should give praise to Him for doing that. But there's something amazing to be found about each of these four people that speaks to God's character. And I you know one of the things that, that really struck me this week, and I, and I know it's a simple thing, and, and you think, brother Greg, that shouldn't have been that, that big of a deal to you." But my brother-in-law, when he called me the other day, we were talking about this chapter, he was talking about how uh, it had been a help and encouragement to him. He said, "God has been good." And then he teared up, and he said, "But I didn't deserve it. Have you ever given that much thought? that God did this for four types of people who didn't deserve it. Look with me in the first one. The Bible says that um, He gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted in them. And you can think of the children of Israel in the wilderness wanderings, can't you? But listen to this. There are people today that are wandering in the wilderness in life and are hungry and thirsty and they're searching for something and they can't seem to find it. And they're at the place where their soul is fainting. The the the, 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 the uh, 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 suicide rates in our country are at, at unbelievable numbers because people are searching for something that they can't find. And the answer is the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have the answer. And there needs to be some that are the redeemed of the Lord that stand up and say so. And say, hey, there's an answer for that. Your life is valuable. Unless they think that their life is not worth anything. Notice what it says here in verse number number 4. It says, they wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. Their eyes weren't on God. They didn't have faith in God. They were seeking for something. They're in the wilderness. They can't find a city to dwell in. They're hungry. They're thirsty. Their soul faints in them. Notice this. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and He said, You made your bed, and now you can sleep in it. Is that what our
1: Lord said? This is the amazing thing. This is why the psalmist said, Oh! Because even though these people were not seeking God prior to this, the moment
0: they cried out to him, he was there with open arms. They cried unto him in their trouble. And he delivered them out of, his, out of their distresses. Can I tell you this? It's amazing that even though man is not faithful to God, God is always faithful. I'm thankful that he doesn't give up on us. I'm thankful he's a God of second chances. Look what it says here. as It goes on down. He says, For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. You want to know the answer for somebody that's considering suicide? Give them Jesus. Share with them the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's what their soul is hungering for. It's what their soul is thirsting for. They're looking for something that satisfies and they can't find it. The more they eat, the more they're hungry. The more they earn, the more they have need. The book of Haggai speaks of that. They're not satisfied. There's a longing in their soul. And He filleth the hungry soul with goodness. That's what the Bible says. And these were the people that were not even seeking God until the day they cried out to Him. For what an amazing God! Isn't that good? Uh, Watch watch this. Such as sit in darkness... now, Now, this is a different group of people here. Such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron, because they... What's the next word here? Rebelled against the words of God and condemned the counsel of the Most High. Therefore He brought down their heart with labor, and they fell down, and there was none... To help. This is the crowd that knew of God, but was rebellious to God. This is the crowd that sat in darkness, the Bible said, in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and in iron. They chose their own way. These are the people that looked at God and said, I know the truth, but I'm not going to do it. And if I was God, I'd say, then fine. You go your way, I'll go mine. But not our God when these rebellious folks turned to God. Notice what it said in verse number 13. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And what did He do? He saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness in the shadow of death and break their bands in sunder. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness And for His wonderful works to the children of men. It'd be a wonderful thing if God just delivered Christians from the problems that they have. If God just delivered people that were godly people that lived after Him and were were, uh, upright in heart and loved Him, if that was all God did, that would be good, wouldn't it? But you know, He loves those that are ignorant of Him, those that are seeking for something that they cannot find. He's loving to those that even rebel against Him. And by the way, isn't that really where we were before we got saved? Oh, that men would praise the Lord. My brother-in-law made that simple statement the other day. And Greg, I didn't deserve it. And Man, it was like an arrow shot in my heart. I say it all the time that we don't deserve God's blessing. But boy, there's times that that truth just kind of cuts into the heart. Because it doesn't matter how bad we have been, if we come to God, He's standing there with open arms. Now, I'm not saying that we won't bear some scars, but we'll have a loving God that will bring us out of our distresses. Notice in verse 16. Another group of people, for he hath broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron in sunder. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. These are those that have been so long in their sin that they are, what the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, they are now beset by that sin. There's iron bars of bondage. Their transgression and their iniquities have caused them to be afflicted with this. Their soul abhorth all manner of meat, and they draw near unto the gates of death. They can't seem to get victory. They're addicted to the sin that's in their life. They abhor life. They can't stand it. They hate the life that they're living, but they can't seem to get victory in it. The Bible says, then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And He saved them out of their distresses. You find somebody that's in addictions, got something they can't seem to get victory over in their life, in the sin type of a, a scenario. God's the answer for that. In fact, if they'll cry unto the Lord in their trouble, we find that the character of God is such that even if they are under the affliction of sin, He'll deliver them out of their distresses. No wonder the psalmist said, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His marvelous works to the children of men. He says in verse 22, Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare the works of the Lord with rejoicing. Can I tell you this? Even if we're saved tonight, there have been times that we have cried to the Lord in our distresses. Maybe it's been during a time of wandering around. Maybe we've not trusted Him the way that we should. Maybe we've had anxiety and concern and worry in our life and we were directionless. We called unto the Lord and He delivered us out of our distresses. It might have even been times where we were away from the Lord and got backslidden and were rebellious towards God. And we cried unto the Lord and He delivered us out of our distresses. It might have been during a time where there was a sin that did so easily beset us. And we cried unto the Lord, and He gave us victory over that. No wonder the psalmist said, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Because even though we are not always faithful, God always is faithful. Notice this, and the last one is one that probably many of us can relate to. Verse number 23. They that go down to the sea in ships that do business. The key word here is business in great waters. This is a group of people that are consumed with the affairs of life. During the time that the psalmist wrote this, it was one of the great industrial strengths. This was one of the the industrial empires of the day. The, The sea merchant type business. They go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters. Notice this, it says, These see the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. So, so these are people that are not ignorant to how good God is and how faithful God is and how, uh, how, how strong God is. But notice it says this, these see the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep, for He commandeth and raiseth up the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. And while there is certainly a literal translation of this, I believe that there is also the idea of the fact that God, when we're so busy and enthralled with life, that there are things that come into our life that are overwhelming to us. We, we think we can handle it. We push God on the back shelf for a while, and we say, "God, I can handle this part of my life. I'm busy working. I'm busy working." And I think we ought to be working hard. I think we ought to be faithful. The Bible says, "...whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might, but not at the expense of our time with God." And there are those that make business their life. And there are those that get so wrapped up in the affairs of life that the waves begin to come. And the Bible says that He commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind." Which lifteth up her waves thereof, and mount up to the heaven. They go down again to the depths. And these people are up one day and down the next. And their life is in turmoil. There's anxiety. There's, uh, there's worry and there's, uh, stress and there's, uh, people that get ulcers because of this. Uh, they're always a worry war. They're always consumed with things about life and, and how life is dealing with them. And these waves seem to be overwhelming them. And the, the idea in verse 27 is that they reel to, uh, verse number 26, I'm sorry, they mount to the heavens and go down again. And that's their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wits' end. Have you ever been so uh, consumed with the affairs of life that you just didn't know what to do next? You're like, Lord, what do I do here? I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know. I I mean, too many things are coming at me. I can't handle it all. The Bible says, then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. Even these that didn't seem to have time for God. Oh, they knew about Him. But they were too busy doing their business. They come to God and they cry out to them in in their trouble. And notice the Bible says this. He bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm. Well, we're in a need of that today, aren't we? So many people that are so busy, so anxious, so stressed, and so worried. We need the great calming effect of the Master. So that the waves thereof are still. Then they are glad, because they be quiet. So He bringeth them unto their desired haven, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Oh, what a thought. What a thought. I mean, here are four people that I look at and I say, God, why do you even bother with them? The sad fact of the matter, I find myself in some of these. There's been times in my life I could have fallen into any one of these four categories. And I'm thankful that He was faithful, that I could come back to Him and He was standing there ready with open arms. What a Savior. What an amazing God. There are people that before the time of this whole coronavirus were so wrapped up in life, didn't have time for God. They worked, a lot of hours. What little time they had off, they would go and spend at the lake with the family. Always busy. Never time for God. Always doing something. Stressed, anxiety, worrisome. Can I tell you that if you come to the Lord and cry out in your distress, He'll bring that calm into your life. Well, what a thought. And here's the amazing thing. We don't deserve it. No wonder the psalmist said, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. Father, we pray that You'll bless the message tonight. Speak to our hearts. May we rejoice in Your goodness. May we take comfort, and have hope in the fact that even when we get our life out of tune, even when we're not all that we should be for You, that You stand ready with open arms to receive us back, that all we have to do is come back to You. Lord, may we be willing to give thanks unto You for this, and may You deliver us out of our distresses. That we may glorify you and your sovereign will be done. We do pray that you would help us to rejoice in your work in our lives. Bless the time that we've spent here together. May it be an encouragement to us. May it be a help to us. Dismiss us now with your blessings. You give us safety as we travel back to our homes. Thank you for those that are tuning in by way of live stream. And, Lord, may it be an encouragement and help to them, even though they're not able to be here to fellowship. To be around your people, may you give an extra measure of grace and comfort during this time. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.